This is a Soulfire production. exciting. Katie and I talk every five minutes. We became friends. It feels like our whole lives, but we actually were introduced not even a month ago, was it? No way. I don't know. Has it been two months? I don't know. Time is real life. Yeah. Was it two months ago? When did we meet? It was basically exactly a month ago, like a little over a month ago. So, wow. That's crazy because I feel like I've known you my whole life. So, you know, when you meet someone, oh yeah, it's so cliche, soul sister. But for real, when I met Katie, I was like turned into an instant seven, five-year-old. I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I've known you since you're a little kid. So let's play. <laughs> and every day we find ourselves FaceTiming each other. And she's amazing, you guys. Katie has not only become just my silly, fun girlfriend that's super wise and intuitive and playful and connected and all the things, but I'm learning how incredibly gifted uh, she is and the the beautiful path and journey it's taken her to get here. I'm currently sitting with one of the plants that she has donated to me. She is she was in Chicago for how many years? About four. Four. And went back east and is in the flow of her her next phase of her life, but she so wonderfully gifted me Persephone um you can't see it but she's a beautiful plant and she makes my whole space vibrant so we have Persephone in the building we have Katie in the building we got Laura in the building so excited for you guys to meet Katie Katie is an intuitive life coach a guide she uses a tool um, for people to remember who they are many tools but one of them being human design which I have taken a loving to, not just a liking, a loving to. We'll go through that. And she's also a tech nerd. Um, and she's just an amazing human being, a yoga teacher. She does so many different things. Um, but above all, she is a wise, compassionate um, friend. And I'm very, very excited for you guys to meet her. So meet my friend, Katie. Hello. What a beautiful introduction. I'm like beaming. I could almost cry. So, so sweet. And I couldn't agree more. Laura and I have been kind of talking about when, when are we going to do the podcast? I'll just say, I think we've like rescheduled the time how many times now, but just totally in flow. And I couldn't agree more with all of those things. Laura has very quickly become one of my nearest and dearest. And I'm so excited to be on this podcast and just hopefully to connect with all of you because I know that all the lives that Laura touches are people who are looking to expand, people who are looking to fully embody their truths, people who are looking to just seek for what's greater, not only for themselves and other people. So I, I couldn't be more thrilled to be here today and to chat with you, uh, not only now, but every single time we do talk. <laughs> it's the best. Katie's the one person I answer all of her FaceTimes at any hour. She's the best. So Katie, I want people to know kind of a, a Cliff Notes version of um, how you have gone on this path to what you do now today. Absolutely. So I would say my, you know, you could call it many things, my self-development journey, my spiritual journey, any of those things. Um, I've been a seeker most of my life, but it really, 
I'd say amplified about four years ago where I've found myself in a corporate job. I found myself, I did everything right, right? Like I, I did all of the things and checked all the boxes and I found myself super, super numb and super, super disconnected from myself. And uh, was like, how can this be? I, I've done it. I've done it all. I, I have everything that I could ever want, but I just, I don't feel fulfilled at all. And I randomly signed up for this yoga teacher training. And from there, that, that was one of the first things that I chose to do just to do and just to do to myself. And I began down this path of like really looking at all of the areas in my life that I had done things because I was supposed to, mm. because I could, but wasn't necessarily connected to, was this my truth? And through that, I, I started diving really, really deep into all sorts of things, podcasts, astrology, Myers-Briggs, like anything that could help me come back to my center, come back to really, really understand who I was, um, minus all of the stories and all the labels of who that was. And along that path, I found human design. Mm. I, I'd been diving really, really deep. I love systems. I love anything that can help me not only get to know myself, but to get to know the world around me and to become more fully I don't know, just expressed in my environment and connected. And I always say that, you know, you don't need a system. You don't need anything to tell you who you are or to help you find that path. But for me, they've always been super, super helpful. So when I found human design, which is um, this very, very complex system that combines Eastern and Western astrology, the Kabbalah, the chakra system, I Ching, quantum physics, biomechanics, basically all of these tried and true systems into this one modern system that gives you a blueprint of who your soul came to be and how to best live out that path. There was nothing that had so put a mirror to exactly who I was, but also gave me permission for the first time to like live fully as me and showed me, oh, well, wait, 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 it, it's, you're not flawed. And you're not wrong. And these are not things that are wrong about you, but you've actually just been conditioned away from living in alignment with you. And so what I do with human design now, among a, a number of other tools is my, my purpose pretty much with all that I do. And especially with human design is to show you the blueprint of your soul, who your soul came to be, and use that to show you all of the areas that you've been programmed to not be that and kind of give you permission to fully embrace, embrace who you are and, and also just to feel so seen mm. and to know that anything that um, tells you that you have to be this way or you have to do this to get there or whatever, that's, that's actually besides the point. It's really just taking away the layers of what the world has told you is not okay with who you inherently are and giving you a strategy and a path to live that out. Mm. I'm so grateful that you went down this path so you and I could be connected. I know multiple people are like, you got to meet Katie. You got to meet my friend Katie. And the moment I met you, I was like, oh, I just felt at home. And, you know, I have been on this similar path. Actually, the more we get to know each other, the more I see how similar our journeys are, like ex-athletes. So you were, I know you were a big time diver for many years, which is like a very serious, intense sport. I, I was a big time volleyball player as well. And then went down this uh, similar path. Um, you know, both come from families with, you know, amazing parents, you know, that 
provided a great upbringing, but that comes with a lot of not like pressure, but just like desire to do well. Right. And, and, and please. Right. And so I can see a lot of parallels every time you speak with our journeys. Um, and I have done a lot of different things that you mentioned. I know of Myers-Briggs, um, the Enneagram, you know, different things. Like I've gotten my astrology chart read. I've done different things just to, to greater understand myself. However, when I did a session with you on human design, it felt like like exactly what you said. It brought it all together. I was just like, oh, my gosh. Not only do I understand myself, the way you just held such a beautiful, honest space, it it. it it, the combination of you and the tool of human design um, has been my favorite in understanding myself so far. So before we move forward, because I want this to be really relevant for every single person that's listening, and I know you may be driving, you may be listening to this, you know, at a, at a place where you're moving, I would really love if you could press pause on this after we give you this next set of instructions, because what I would love Katie to do is uncover human design so every single person on this line could feel more in touch with who they are because she's so gifted at this. However, in order to do that, you got to know your basic human design chart. So Katie, can you just share with people the best resources that you know outside of doing a session with you, which every single person on this line gets to do that because she'll uncover it times 10 to what it can show you on the internet, but two, one or two places that you trust for them to to put in their birth date and, and figure out what their chart is. So then as you and I go through this, they can really dissect themselves and learn more about themselves. Absolutely. So my top three, geneticmatrix.com, mybodygraph.com, and humandesignamerica.com. You will need your name, <laughs> your birthday, your birth time, and your birth location. And put all that information in and you'll get this super complex chart with all of these triangles and squares and colors and numbers. It's going to look like the most complex thing you've ever seen. You do not need to know what it means. That's why you go to a practitioner or have someone, but, but definitely download your chart. And then the first thing you always want to look at is your energy type. Right. Right. So pause this because once you have your chart, we can go through your energy chart. And as we go through these different types, we're going to uncover more about ourselves because not only are we working, you know, with ourselves and get to understand ourselves, we're working with other people and knowing other people's energy types allows us to be better leaders, allows us to be better friends, allows us to understand how people operate. Because I think so often we want to put people in our boxes and it's like, that's not how everyone sees the world. That's not how everyone operates in the world. Everyone is on their own plane um, with their own energy field, here to do their own mission, right? And we get to empower people to live their truth. So um, whether that's family members, coworkers, whatever, this is such a great tool for us to deeper understand ourselves, ourselves and the ones around us. So do that and then come back and press play. So let's go through the, how many types are there? Five, four? Okay. Five types. Okay, let's go through that. I want to say two. I always preface this because I think that a lot of times people find their human design type and they think that, oh, that means they're like all other types and whatever. And I want to make this so crystal clear. Your energy type is just how, what your aura is. It's how you best use your energy in the world. And the reason why this is the most important thing to start with is that everything kind of comes off of it. And what I mean by that is your energy type talks about how you use your aura best to interact with the world and also how to best be received. It really shows you how to live your life in flow. And so there are five types. And the really, really cool thing about each energy type is each has a strategy that tells you how to use your energy best in alignment and without resistance. 
And it also has these keynote themes, which we call signatures as what you will feel if you're in alignment. And then also a not self theme, which is like what you feel kind of when you're in resistance or you're living in a way that's not aligned. And so in all of the types, and when I always talk about the types, I always start with the manifestors. And manifestors are about eight to 10% of the population. And throughout history, manifestors were always the ones who were the kings and queens. They were always the ones who started the wars. They were, um, they're people, they're the only type that are here to just initiate. Initiate and inform and let everyone else know what you're supposed to do. And these are people who are born visionaries. They're here to start the movements and have everyone else kind of follow through. And the, the a very interesting thing about manifestors is all of us have one been conditioned by manifestors that in order to be successful, this is what we need to do. We need to initiate, we need to force things. And, and really that's only right for the eight to 10% of the population that are manifestors. But what's even more interesting within manifestors is that they often get caught into traps of people pleasing and of um, fearing their power and of not actually initiating and informing and following their urges. And so if you are a manifester, not everyone is always going to like that you can just do what you can do. And not everyone is going to like what you say, but that doesn't mean that you are not here to say it, right? So my, I, I work with a lot of manifestors as private clients, and I always say that the more and more you are in your power, the more and more you speak your truth, the more and more you check in with uh, your authority, which we probably won't get into today, but with your inner decision-making and then follow that, the more and more all of the right people will follow and be able to help carry out that vision. So we need we need empowered manifestors um, for the strategy. I kind of just touched on it. It's initiate and inform. And so the informing aspect for a manifestor is very, very important because you'll have the urges and these things that you'll want to do. And it's very important for you to tell people in your aura because if it directly affects them, then they might be like, why is that person just, just doing that and, and like off doing all these things? So very, very important. Just initiate and inform and let people know what you're going to do, but don't necessarily ask for permission. You're not here to ask for permission. You're here to do it and then have the right people follow and help you follow through the vision. And for manifestors, your keynote and your signature, when you are in alignment and in flow with the world, you're supposed to feel deep, deep peace. And when you're out of alignment, anger. So notice if you're feeling angry, notice where you've kind of dimmed yourself down for fear of how other people are gonna perceive you. That's, that's what I see with almost all manifestors. Um, who are not in alignment and know that the more and more you show up and follow those urges and follow your strategy, the more and more everything's going to be in flow and you're going to just feel such peace. It's like the new wave of leadership. So is there, do we have one main one and then like one secondary one? Cause I just relate so much with that, even though I'm not a manifester based on my yeah. chart. So you, and I think we spoke about this the other day too, Laura. Again, you probably will relate to all of these in ways. And again, this is only how you use your aura. So manifestors are here to initiate, but that doesn't mean they're the only ones that can do things or they're the only ones that are this or that. It's just the aura. And so there are so many other areas in the chart. And we know this just from doing the chart. We're six, two. You're born role model, born leader, born person that's here to like be this wise person who just understands. Um, I don't know. You've just always had like, a wise view on life, even 
immediately out of birth and that all of these individual characteristics and genes and uh, what we call gates and channels that further color that. So again, if you're like, I feel like this type, mm-hmm. know that just Good. your aura. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so cliff if, notes on number two. Cliff notes on number two, generators. Generators are about 35 to 37% of the population. And generators are these bright, magnetic, sparkly beings that are literally here to go after what unapologetically lights them up. They are, when they do what they love and what lights them up, generators create more energy for everyone else. And they're master builders, they're master creators. Um, when you take aligned action, you, you're unstoppable. You have, you have infinite ability to follow your desires and dreams and goals. And for generators, the strategy is to respond. And a lot of generators are like, what do you mean to respond? Like, I just can't do anything. No, no, no. Since you are a generator, you have this aura that's constantly looking for things to respond to all day, every day. It's a friend texts you and is like, want to go for a walk? You get an email invite to a dinner party. You have to respond to this text, like literally all day, every day. And the really, really important thing for generators is what is correct for you to respond to? Because since generators have such a huge um, ability to do and to work, they often hold on to a lot of things that aren't aligned and then feel super, super burned out Mm. and don't have that energy. And so Mm. generators, you're here to find what is fun. Mm. You're work. You have the capacity to work, but it actually shouldn't feel like work. It should feel like play. And so when you are aligned, um, you feel so much satisfaction. When you're out of alignment, you might feel a lot of frustration. So notice if you're drained, notice, notice if those things that really shouldn't, shouldn't, be that hard are really, really hard. Um, and notice, notice where your joy is and start tapping into that even more. I mean, this is true for anyone tap into that, but especially generators, when you are doing what you love and you've probably seen this in your life, you create not only infinite capacity to continue to do that, but you also create that energy for everyone else. Um, so respond to all the things that light you up. Sometimes when generators are out of alignment, they can be like the slaves society and I only say that because generators are most often the ones that can get caught in the shoulds so notice those shoulds and notice where you're training and know that your light and what's fun actually can be what you spend the most time doing regardless of if it feels like it right now that's number two number three and this is what I am I'm a manifesting generator And manifesting generators, if you are doing any research that says manifesting generators are generators, they are not. And they're also not manifestors. Manifesting generators are this hybrid of the first two. They're about 30 to 33% of the population. And manifesting generators are multi-passionate, multi-talented humans that are not here to follow a linear path. Manifesting generators are here to taste all of the things that light them up, regardless of if they're related at all. And really, really dabble in all of the things. Because the thing about manifesting generators is they are inherently efficient and can gain mastery over something quicker than any other type. But the world has told manifesting generators since they were very, very young that they have to commit to something and they have to stick with it. And they have to follow that linear path, which um, makes manifesting generators often feel like they're non-committal or they're flighty or they can't stick to one thing. But really... You are here to dabble in all your desires and to have 
infinite potential and energy when you're dabbling in all things that light you up to kind of inform the other things and to get more energy for everything else. I'm, I'm a perfect example. I'm like, I do 2 million things and sometimes they're completely not related to each other, but every single path that I've seen, just even in my whole life, it all makes sense. It all makes sense in the end. And so be that visionary, be that innovator, understand that even if you should, or even if you're told that you need to do life a certain way, it's not for you. And the strategy for manifesting generators is potentially the most complex because it has the most steps. So it starts in response, the generator and you clicks on first, you have all these things to respond to, but it doesn't end there. Then you have to visualize the experience. So I'll give an example of how uh, Laura and I even started this podcast. It's like, respond. Yeah, of course we're doing a podcast. Envision the experience, when's a good time, and then initiate. Once you have the answer, once you check in with your authority, which is your decision maker, you initiate and you inform. That's when the manifestor clicks in. So it's just a little bit more of a waiting game from step one to step to point D, point A to point D. Could they also cancel the plans if they didn't feel an alignment in that in-between period? Yes. Okay. So this is this is why it's really, really important for manifesting generators not to commit until they are sure. Mm. Because there's always a potential with any manifesting generator that they could change their mind. And manifesting generators, this is really important to know because they often feel a lot of guilt or shame around this because they've been told that it's not okay to change their mind. It's in really like you need to give a manifesting generator the ability to do that because when manifesting generators are aligned and um, in their power, they just, they help light up everyone else. So mm. know that it's okay to be indecisive. It's not bad. Really envision the experience so that when you're ready to go, it's like amazing. Okay. And so when, when they are aligned, um, since they're a hybrid between the first two, when they're aligned, they should feel peace and satisfaction when they're out of alignment, frustration and anger. Mm. Love that. It's type three. The fourth type. This is what Laura is. Hey now. Ugh, love I love every type, but I, I have it's interesting. Projectors are around 20, 24% of the population. What's really interesting is I see more projectors than any other type in my sessions, uh, which I just think is funny because it's energy dynamics. But projectors are here to manage and guide and direct the energy of all the other types. This is really the new wave of leadership. Projectors are like the birds on the tree. They see the people. They see how systems work. They see people so clearly. They don't always see themselves as clearly. They see how everything's going on. And, and they have a view of the world that is really, really needed in order to guide us all to manage our energy in the best way possible. The really important thing for projectors is to recognize your own gifts First, recognize how much you see and just wait till you're recognized by the whole because projector strategy, which I think more than any other type projectors get caught up in their strategy, it's to wait for the invitation and recognition. Now, what does this mean? Well, a lot of projectors when they're young in particular can feel like they're not heard or can be called know-it-alls or are not received because they're giving unsolicited advice or input without creating a proper, uh, I don't know, aligning with their strategy. And I'll, I'll explain a very specific example that I use a lot. Let's say that you are on a deserted island and there's a palm tree. 
and there's a coconut on the palm tree and you're a projector and you want it. Well, you don't have to wait for the palm tree to invite you to cut down the coconut. It, it doesn't have to do when you're alone. You can be just like a manifester for every other type and initiate, inform, start that business, start that website. Like you don't need to wait for an invitation. It's when it has to do with the other. So let's say that you are on the deserted island and Johnny's on the island with you. And you know, because you're a projector, that Johnny is thirsty. No, you see things so clearly. You know everything that's going on. Does not give you the ability and the right to cut down the coconut and force feed Johnny. He's really not going to like that. But if Johnny suddenly is like, oh, I'm so thirsty. I'd be like, oh, Johnny, there's a coconut on that palm tree. Would you like me to cut it down for you? And he's going to be like, Laura. That is the most brilliant idea you've ever had. I mean, you are so wise. Yes, please. And so with projectors, if if you get, if you feel like you don't have an invitation, the best possible way to create one for yourself is to ask questions. Would you like to hear my thoughts on this? Instant invitation, if they say yes or no. Um, so it's just understanding that awareness of like allowing you to get what you want and allowing you to effectively use your strategy so that you can share your wise guidance in the most alignment. And so when projectors are aligned, you're just going to feel so much success. Out of alignment, bitterness. And the other thing to note with projectors and the last type of reflectors, which I'm going to talk about in a second, when, um, when you, you might look into human design and, and manifestors, generators and manifesting generators are known as energy beings because they have consistent access to either manifesting or generating energy. Projectors and reflectors are known as non-energy beings because in the new, on the new earth, in the new wave of leadership, it's actually not here to work in a traditional sense. Like projectors can have more energy, more ability to do and accomplish in like three hours. You're not really working the rest of the time. It's everyone else that kind of carries out the work. And for everyone else, the work should feel like play, right? I've experienced all of these things that you've shared. I've experienced, you know, very similar to what you said, like telling Johnny, but I slow down Johnny's journey, you know, by telling him there's coconut and not even asking him if he'd like, you know, to drink something. Like I, it's, it's, it's interesting being a seer and someone that knows and waiting for the invitation. It's so powerful. And, um, even identifying myself or understanding that I'm a projector, it's like, Oh, it is okay to work you know, my profitable hours, I always say are from eight to 12 in the morning. And like, I can get more done in those four hours than I can in like, I feel like a whole day or a whole week. It's quick. It's a burst. It's it, I'm on. And then it's like, okay, that was enough for the day. And just to know that's actually how my system is meant to operate. And I'm supposed to be above it and see the greater picture. It gives me freedom Rather than feeling like, is there something wrong with me? I'm so different. But no, this is actually how I'm supposed to operate. And I could see how we need everybody to operate in their most aligned state in order to get things done most effectively. Because if everyone's trying to be a generator, if everyone's trying to be, operate like a manifester, then we're not going to have, you know, wiser, higher guidance. We're not going to have, it's, it's just everyone gets to live in their lane, in their highest, most aligned truth. And use your energy so you can fuel all right. Everyone yeah, most effectively. Exactly. So many gifts. Yeah. And so just know that there's nothing wrong with you. If you right. feel like you work for 12 hours a day, no, that would be a terrible idea for you. Mm. You know that you can terrible. get done. Yeah. And then what the actual work looks like and what you create is so 
so much more in depth and so much better done. So. Yeah. Okay. And then the last type? Last type, reflectors. Reflectors are the rarest type. If you are a reflector, your chart will be totally white. All of those squares and triangles, which uh, we call the centers, are going to be completely white. And reflectors are about one to 2% of the population are here to be wise observers. Reflectors are like human mirrors that magnify the world around you. And you are deeply, deeply, deeply connected to the cycles of the room and the cycles of the moon, rather, and your environment. And so the health and well-being of reflectors is really, really largely, I guess it shows how the larger collective is doing. So if you ever want to know how everyone's doing, put a reflector right in the middle of society and you can totally see like a total litmus, litmus test for the health and well-being of the whole. And reflectors really view the world in a novel way and are here to show others the gift of who they are. Um, their aura is sampling as we call it where they they kind of sample and test on the auras of the others so if you're a reflector even even at any types depending on on how your chart looks you might feel like you're all the other types and the strategy for a reflector and this is for big decisions is to wait a full moon cycle which is 28 days. i always tell reflectors it, this doesn't mean you have to wait 28 days in order to figure out what you want for dinner it's just not gonna happen right but the thing about reflectors is they're so their environment affects them so much that let's say this reflector goes to a dinner party with all these bankers and all of a sudden because the reflector is such a mirror they're like I, I found my purpose I want to be a banker that's not the time to quit everything and become a banker no no, no. wait right out the moon cycle because the moon might be in Capricorn at that time which is really about business the 10th house, which is how we are in public. It can be work. But let's say that the moon was in Sagittarius two days before. And Sagittarians, it's about like higher learning. It's about travel. When the moon's in Sag, that's not the time to drop everything and book a trip across the world. Wait that out 28 days. And for all reflectors, I always say really, really understand. I think everyone should, but for reflectors in particular, understand the cycles of the moon because Wherever the moon is, which moves signs about two, every two to three days, really largely affects you and start to understand that. And it I think, will help you understand yourself. And when reflectors are aligned, they feel a sense of surprise. The world just surprises them with all these gifts. And when reflectors are out of alignment, they feel disappointment. Hmm. So awesome. So everybody on the line now knows a little more about themselves and how cool if your partner, if your business partners, if you could know how they operate so we can empower each other and know each other deeper, right? How, and, and empower each other to operate fully, fully in our gifts. And one thing that I learned a lot about myself, there are a lot of things that I pulled from my chart, okay? But one of the ones that I think stuck with me is my intuitive knowing. So the way I'm shown things is really quick, really clear, and then it goes away. Okay. And I knew that, but like, sometimes I'll second guess it and be like, wait, can you show me again? Can you show me again? Like, I need to hear it again. And, and I can't because it's a quick whisper and it goes away. And when Katie told me that about like my actual type, I was like, wait, wait, that's a thing. That's a type. Wait, what? Yes, that's so true. So what it gave me access to is knowing, listening to that quick voice right away where it's like, go left. It doesn't come back again. It's just like, go left really quick. And I'm able to 
honor that, understand that about myself and live it, listening to that voice often, like all day long now that I know that I know that I know, even though I knew that I knew. But it was just like, wow, this is actually a part of how I hear, how I learn, how I'm nudged forward. So does each type have their own or are there only a few? Yeah. So and what I, is it called? I love that you're bringing this up. So this is your authority. Oh, your authority. Okay. So look yeah. on your chart. Look for the authority thing. Look for your authority. <laughs> and I love this conversation, Laura, because often people, especially when they're diving deeper into themselves or deeper into spirituality, self-development, any of that, we, we talk a lot about intuition, right? About how, how to trust your intuition. What is intuition? And I think a lot of the rhetoric talks about it in specific ways, but what human design shows us is that we all have unique ways of access. I loved our- that. That's what I loved most about it is I felt like it was unique to me because when someone else describes it, I'm like, it's not like that for me. It's not. It's not. And and so I get within anything, within we're, we're going to dive deeper on um, your intuition specifically, but human design can literally show and dive into any aspect of life, mm. career, your manifestation style, whether you're a career person or not. Yeah. How you the fact that I am like whole and complete myself, like I'm a single, like, and I'm going to attract yeah. someone else that's whole and complete where other people are, you know, whatever you call it. People or, or have, have to constantly have access to a number of people. It's just, yeah, how it's how we're wired, how we're wired. It shows your wire. Some people are routine people. I think mm-hmm. I just mentioned that. Some I'm one people, of those based on my chart. Yeah. yeah and I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not a routine person. Some people um, do better going to a specific environment every day mm-hmm. for work. People don't like, there are so many aspects. It, it shows you also where you're super, super empathic. Mm-hmm. But what Laura's talking about is your authority, which is one of my favorite, favorite parts of the chart. There are seven authorities. We're not going to have time to go into all of them today. But if you check out my, one of my accounts, human design lady, I lay out in brief what all of them are. And the authority talks about how you make decisions for you. And I always tell any client that I have, anyone I talk to, if you take nothing else away, if you take nothing else away from this podcast, the mind is never the authority. The mind never, ever, ever has answers for us. The mind is so good about conceptualizing and rationalizing and and finding decisions for other people and, and, and being able to give advice for other people, but it doesn't have the answer for us, but we've been so programmed since we were so, so, so young that we need to think about things and we need to process things. I can tell when people like are in their mind, I'm like, where are you looking for that answer? Cause it's not there, <laughs> you know, and it's, and we can stay forever up here, like looking up, looking, thinking, thinking. And I'm like, no, you know that, you know, that, you know, but where people know and how people know it is different. It's so different. So I'm going to give a contrast between how my intuition works and how yours does. Okay. And you can have layers. And this is interesting that you brought about the types because you can also have layers of intuition. Like I have emotional authority, but I also have my sacral center defined. So I have a gut response as well. Mm -hmm. You have splenic authority. And then you also have other areas of your life that are also kind of impacting that. But my authority which is my intuition, which is how I make decisions ultimately is emotional, which probably about 50% of you have because about 50% of the population have emotional authority. And if you have emotional authority, your life 
24 hours a day exists on a consistent emotional wave. Mm. There are up to four different waves that you can have. So everyone with emotional authority has different waves. But what it means to live an emotional wave is that you actually have no truth in the now. I do not have truth in the now movement. Maybe for small decisions, like again, what am I going to have for dinner? But for the most part, I have to check in with my emotions about three times to, to have about, I want to say 65 to 85% clarity before making a decision. And what's really interesting is among anything else in human design, this might've had the greatest impact on my life and in how I live my life, because not only am I a manifesting generator, but I also have emotional authority, meaning I'm not necessarily non-committal, but I don't have immediate access to what my answer is going to be. And I've been programmed as many of us that we need to be decisive in order to be good in business, in order to um, do things the right way. You know, you need to plan things out way in advance. You just do this, this, and this. And what's really interesting is in living my life in flow and living in my life according to my human design, I actually don't schedule things more than like two weeks max in advance. If you, if you try to book a session with me, my availability will probably be only a week out. And what the world would say with that is like, you're, that's going to create scarcity. You know, that that's not a good way to run a business. If I was in scarcity mindset, I would say I should be booking months and months out, which I could, but it's not in alignment. And what I have found in following my authority, following my intuition, my decision-making is no opportunity that ever meant for me ever passes me by Hmm. ever ever and if you're emotional authority and if let's say you're excited you're really really excited about something maybe someone maybe laura said let's go to dinner and i was in a really high emotional wave and i was like yeah and then suddenly my emotional wave goes down and i'm like oh and then it goes back up i'm like oh maybe yeah and then it goes down again and it's a no but i had already told Laura, yes. So now I'm in the head shooting myself. I'm like, oh, maybe I should go to dinner. Like I ditched last time. I already said yes. When I really should have just been like, Laura, I'll let you know when I know. And then I won't be in the head and I can use my mental activity for so many other things. Mm. So if you have emotional authority, it's okay to say, thank you for your patience. To say, I'll let you know when I know. Mm. And to not have to plan so far in advance. Again, you probably have a lot of the conditioning with emotional authority with this, but even when I was in Chicago, when I was moving out of Chicago recently, I saw Laura most days and it was like, what are you doing? Let's go. Like I I say being spontaneous often is way, way better for me. We chose to do this today after rescheduling a couple of times. It's the perfect time. Now, Laura, Laura has splenic authority. Yes, I do. Yes, you do. And Splenic, if people are really out of alignment or are so programmed in the mind, the splenic authority is sometimes the hardest one to understand. Splenic, if you have splenic authority, you're either a projector or a manifester. And the spleen is our most ancient survival system. It's it's sense, sensory. It's our intuition. It's, um, it's what keeps us alive from the lions and tigers and bears. It also houses fear. And it also houses uh, our health and wellness. And the spleen is really interesting in how it operates because it's so subtle. It's almost like a whisper. I call them splenic pings. And it speaks once and it speaks in the now and then it goes away. And what's interesting is Laura 
all day, every day has these splenic pings and you probably do as well if you have splenic authority, but they're really, really subtle. It's gonna be like Laura's walking down the street and suddenly it's like, turn left. And then her mind's gonna be like, I have to get to Seoul, it's on the right. Like, what, what are you talking about? And her mind's gonna start moving. But really, if you have splenic authority, turn left. And then note, and then you, you suddenly run into your soulmate. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's so crazy because when I say the mind is never the authority, all the other, like you could have sacral authority, which is a gut response where you're gonna have your answer and then the mind is gonna try to get in the way. Or you could have self-projected authority where your intuition comes from listening to the tone of your voice. Hmm. Or you could have ego authority, which is really about following your desires and not feeling guilty for following that, really feeling that heart, heart urge and yearning. Hmm. All of us have, depending on what we have lit up in our charts, we have a hierarchy, but your authority is your inner intuition. It's when you ride out your strategy you use that authority to make that correct decision for you. And wow. it just allows your life to live in such flow. And I know Laura, you can probably. Well, I just, I found out of everything on my chart, that's one that I can put into practice that I found is just, it, it helps me every day. You know, it, that's something like all of, all of the information is extremely important. But I think if that's one thing like people could take away, like it's the answers aren't in your head. It's in the way that you receive the, the real information and, and, I think everyone can look up deeper or, or schedule a session with you, whether they're splenic, ego, emotional, whatever they are. But I, I find I found that to be most valuable for myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one thing that you and I were talking about earlier this week is um, debunking myths or false beliefs around business and the way that we um, have been programmed to operate. So we have tons of entrepreneurs on the line, a lot of um, people, you know, reach out to me. They're like, Laura, thank you for giving me permission to be myself in business. And really I'm doing that only by being myself in business. So, um, I, I thank you for that. And I think that Katie can give you access to being yourself in business. Right. So, so many people be like, Laura, I just want to be like you. I'm like, no, you want to be more like you, right. You want to be more like you and how you operate and how you are most in alignment inside of your life, inside of your day-to-day business is going to be very different than how I operate. And so what are some of the common misbeliefs in, in how we used to live? And I feel like COVID has really given us, and this whole six, first six months of the year has given us such a moment to pause and say, gosh, where was I out of alignment? What what ways of being are not for me, right? What ways were programmed? Like we've been able to slow down enough to say, how do I want to step back in or how do I want to play my game moving forward, this game moving forward? And those are really empowering questions. And for everybody, it can be different. But what are some of those false beliefs that we've been programmed to think around in business? Uh, Number one, it has to be really, really hard has to be really, really hard. I had that one for a minute. Yeah. And, and there's this weird complex around, like, there's nothing wrong with the idea of hard work. And this is not me saying that you should lie on the couch and everything should come right. to you. But, of course not. but when you are living alignment and when you're owning your gifts, those are things you're going to want to do. Right. And we've been so taken away that it has to look, look a certain way. That's quote unquote hard. Why really, do we, why do we believe that? Why did we believe that? Why do we believe that? Because there's a martyrdom complex that's deeply ingrained within society that tells us that 
um, it's good to give up ourselves and to put ourselves uh, basically before or put everyone else and put all of the systems and ideologies at play before ourselves when we, we, we truly have the answer. So number one, where does it feel really, really hard or really, really draining? Or where are you submitting to the story of like, I see this so often in business. There's almost a competition about who's working harder. It's in school as well. It's in all sorts of things. It's like, what's the point of that? What's the end game of that? Mm. Yeah, for but, me in sports, it led to a lot of injury. So there was no point. And it usually not listening. We won, but but if if you win and you hurt yourself, it's not fun. Yeah, yeah. So where are you putting the ideology ahead of yourself? And notice where that disconnect is. And notice where how deeply your programming is that um, you need to suffer mm. in order to get success. I think that's another one. I think we we uh, largely we look outside of ourselves and this is a really scary thing I want to I want to caveat this and note that looking within and knowing that the answers are within and listening is potentially not only the most challenging thing within business but with anything and so when we instead of looking at reading the book about how to be a billionaire or or reading the self-help book about the strategies in order to be a successful CEO. I, I don't want to say hate, but like, I really, really, really dislike that because it acts as if there, there's a one size fits all solution. Right. You inherently know, probably another, another um, myth is like, we need to work nine to five, have business that we all work best between those hours. You might have a, a huge amount of creative energy at night. Yeah. You might have a lot of uh, beliefs that tell you that that's bad and you have to go to sleep at this, but maybe, maybe you do better having a sleep schedule between two and 10. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do better working in bursts. Maybe you're a person that helps your bridge, right? Laura and I often talk about, um, you're not the one actually carrying out the work, but the one that really connects the people who can do the work. Uh, another, other myths are like, what, what are successful or traits that people who are successful entrepreneurs or successful in business have. And from looking at your unique human design chart, they're they're basically a layout of all of the strengths that you have. Maybe you are maybe one of your top things, maybe um, what you're here to teach is how to be really, really good at sales. Or maybe you're an expert at looking at patterns. Or maybe you have an ability to communicate for collective leadership, unlike other people. They're all, maybe you're super, super creative and just creative, not necessarily for financial gain, but a creative mind, someone who brings creativity to different projects. Maybe you have a way to see someone else so clearly and to really, really understand, have so much compassion for the person's experience. And so myths in general, I mean, I could go on like any, basically any idea you have that there is one way to do business. Yeah. The word should. You yeah. should. Yeah, there are no shoulds. And and the only thing I want to do is empower you to know that anything that feels like there's super intense resistance around that you have to do it this way and you have to fit yourself in this box in order to be successful. Uh-uh. You're here to break the box. You're here to expand your box. Mm. And you show other people by that, by that by doing that, 
you not only are successful and aligned and at peace and at ease and flowing, but you give other people the ability to do the same. To do it their way. To do it their way. And that's what's going to inevitably be most fulfilling. And how beautiful would it be if we could break down all the barriers within being like, this person's way is the right way, or this person's way is the right way, or wow, this is how Laura has been successful in business. So I need to emulate every single step she did. That would be totally separating myself from my knowing Mm -hmm. and from my truth and from my gifts. Yeah, you can take bits and pieces of what I've done that work for you, that are aligned for you, you know? Yeah, but if I can, can live, and let's say we have the same end goal, right? If I can follow my unique strategy, if I can fully understand and embody my gifts, that might be very different than yours. And if I can live out the fullest, most expressed version of my life, and if you can do that, and if this person can do that, and if this person can do that, how much more innovation do we have? Mm. How much more success all around? And also how, how much better will our relationships be in being able to explore the potential that not only are we all unique and different, but how beautiful is it that we're all unique and different because that's how we grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's how a business explodes and takes off because now we have everybody firing on all cylinders. We have the creatives, we have the innovators, we have the, the, the grinders, right? We have the visionaries, we have everybody firing. And I mean, it's un, it's anything is possible if we're all operating inside of our gifts, right? Comparing yourself, right? Comparison is of joy. Right. Right. Though this has been amazing. So what you do is you give people full permission to be themselves. So I just want to thank you for doing that. Is there anything else that you want to share with people to, to give them access to, to become uh, more of who they are and break free and fly? Absolutely. I would say, so I might've mentioned it in the beginning, but my mission, my purpose, all of that is always to help you live your most fully expressed, most embodied, just most you version of life for you to live your truest expression. And the most important thing, I think, in being fully activated. Yes, tell them. Fully activated is to realize, to notice, to shed all of the things that aren't you, all of the stories all of the narratives, all of the things that you're holding that feel super, super, super heavy and know that, oh, wait, I haven't been giving space for the part of me breathe that really is ready to soar. So know that your uniqueness is your greatest gift. And by embracing your uniqueness and allowing it to shine, that's your gift to the world as well. Yes. Quotes. Katie Calder, everybody. I really suggest every single person looking up their chart and and DMing Katie, getting on her books because uncovering and, and, and seeing more of who we are only just, it's only brought me more joy and deeper into alignment. So Katie, where can people find you? I know you just launched a brand new, beautiful website. Thank you. You can find me. My website is katiecalder.com. You can also find me on Instagram at, at katiecalder underscore or at human design lady. That's Katie with a K and Calder with a C. Correct. Link link in the bio, I think. Link in the bio. Yes. She's a tech nerd. It will be there. Uh, I love you, Katie. Thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom, um, and just for for being you. Thank you for creating this space. I'm so excited for everyone to hear. And thank you for listening. Love you, girl. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I encourage you to dive deeper into your human design chart so you can learn more about yourself and live a more aligned life. So many of you guys reach out to me for more tools and resources to go on your own personal growth journey. And one tool and resource that I highly recommend is The Kelly Show. Kelly Tennant is one of my great friends. She is the head of Soulfire Productions, which this podcast is hosted by. Network of awesome podcasts all revolved around personal growth, professional development. And Kelly is a true leader when it comes to her own personal growth journey and taking people on that path with her. Kelly and I have known each other for over 15 years. She's gone through a sports journey, which led her to her own healing journey. She got to the top of sports broadcasting, realized it wasn't an aligned path for her, and then went on to build her own company. And she gives tons of tools and resources and tips as she's navigating her own path which absolutely has not been easy for her. She's had tons of ups and downs, and she's really learned how to navigate that through different healers, through different coaches, through different modalities that have served her on her path. And the one thing that I love about Kelly is she's just so raw and honest. I don't know if it gets more real than her show. If anything, it gives me and everyone that listens more access to be more unapologetically ourselves because Kelly is so raw in her truths, what she's learning what she's growing through and what she's uncovering. And she's going to share that open honestly with you with zero filter. So head on over, subscribe to The Kelly Show. I know it's going to be one more incredible tool that you can have to live a more aligned and activated life. I love you guys. Have an incredible week. See you next Tuesday. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please share this episode and DM us. We'd love to interact with you about all you learn and create from this. If you love this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe to get real-time updates when all new episodes go live. And if you can, please leave us a review. It will help us grow our community and our message to support more leaders on their growth journey. If you want to continue to hang out with me, follow me on Instagram at Laura E. Holloway and subscribe to my weekly newsletter at lauraeholloway.com for weekly downloads, blogs, upcoming workshops, events, and more. Stay aligned and make your move. I'll see you next week.